Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi fucking ho. Ah, ah, ah. And welcome back to Chucky Queers. It's our weekly coverage of season two of Don Mancini's Chucky series. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we're discussing Season 2, Episode 5, Doll on Doll. And oh boy, <laughs> um, we get some dolls in this episode, y'all, and it is uh, paying off lots of lots of uh, loose threads from the past two decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, but before we go any further, Trace, we do need to issue a very important correction. Mm-hmm. Yes, folks, we are aware that we totally effed up Lachlan Watson's name and definitely called them Lachlan Monroe last week. So <laughs> thank you to everyone who was kind and or amusing in their corrections. I was especially fond of the folks who attached side by side pictures to make sure that we knew how very different the two Lachlan's look it's really embarrassing too because i was the one that edited that episode which means i didn't even catch it in the edit (laughs) (laughs) i just it's so bizarre because lachlan is not a very common first name from what i know so yeah it's pretty hilarious that we were like oh well this these lachlan people are all interchangeable it's like (laughs) no one is a character actor with a ton of credits to his name but is very distinctively an an older white male gentleman and one is a non-binary actor that we have definitely seen in the chilling adventures of sabrina and a bunch of other things like the queer for fear panel back in the day and so on it's like oh wow we're just big dummies aren't we well i have to piggyback onto this because if y'all listen to last week's minisode on this uh, on the death on denial episode you will have heard that me gush about the constant use of the score from the movie clue in that oh, episode yeah that was disappointing huh yeah so okay everyone so you know we, we talked about this a bit you know we get these episodes as screeners and they they have unfinished effects like, you know we are <laughs> seeing the puppeteers like do the puppets in, in their green bodysuits yep I assumed that because we had heard other film scores like in episodes, uh, mm-hmm. that, that would be what it is. Apparently, it was just a temp score because I did rewatch the episode uh, that, that after it aired. And uh, all of that score from Clue was not in the episode. It was removed. <laughs> ah, so disappointing because it was really inspired. It worked really well. For it us. did work really well. <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> I get it's maybe a rights issue or something. So maybe whatever. Yeah. I will say coming back to this week and thinking about the titular doll on doll action watching this with the puppeteers this big opening fight scene between Hulk Chucky and good Chucky oh my god folks I can't even say but I really hope that if we're getting physical releases for these like especially this second season I really hope they include this as extras because it is so goddamn delightful watching these puppeteers do a fight sequence yes but also let's talk about this right so we have I'm calling him Hulk and I'm calling the other one good guy like that's just how I've been writing them in my notes yeah that's um, how I'm doing it too we have a literal good guy Chucky Joe do you think that he is actually good or is he just fucking with them I actually do think that he's good because he's had numerous opportunities to make a big play. Now, I do think that he could be corrupted and brought back to the dark side, Mm -hmm. given something that either undoes the aversion therapy or maybe if he just falls in with maybe the Colonel or some of the other Chucky dolls. But I think for now, good Chucky is good. There is so much plot, like forward momentum on the plot in this episode. Like we are 
barreling through stuff. We, I mean, we don't have just one plot going on, right? We have the mm-hmm. Tiffany and Glenn Glenda stuff. We have the kids in the school. And I think this really works. I, I'm curious, Joe, did this episode work better for you than it than last week's did? Well, last week's is not comparable. It was such a weird standalone. And we had a a good laugh at that. I was happy to see that the fan reaction was quite positive. So Mm -hmm. more people seem to be enjoying it than me, who was on a bit of a struggle bus. I will say this season isn't quite gelling for me. And you and I briefly talked about this offline, but I feel a little disconnected as though the show doesn't entirely know where it's going. I get a glimpse of where we might go in the future now that we've got the reveal of the Colonel, but I'm still just not quite connecting with everything. And that's frustrating because I think I'm the one that's on the outs. Like more people seem to be having a lot of fun. I think you're right. But is it because you're looking maybe for more? Because I'm just spitballing here because I do feel like, I mean, with last week's episode and this week's episode, like we are really, we are acting as a sequel to Seed of Chucky here. And I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering if maybe the tone of that mixed with the the more genuine, sincere tones from last season, especially with Jake and Devin. Right. It's maybe not particularly, because you keep saying, you know, oh, I don't know where it's going, I don't know where it's going. But in this moment, outside of the fact that, yeah, we don't know where it's going, <laughs> is it just is it just like not like are the tones not meshing well for you? Is it more of does this feel like more of a Frankenstein's monster of a season to you? Maybe a little bit. I think we spent a lot of season one anticipating our legacy people are getting just little tasters of them. And that did feel like as a result, we were getting to spend just more concentrated time with the teens. But I also felt like I at least understood, you know, okay, the threat or the thrust even of that season was the kids versus Chucky. And this season, it's a little bit of so what are we doing at the school? And where are we going with Jennifer Tilly slash Tiffany Valentine? And we're starting to get there. Like I recognize that this is just past the midway point of the season. So really, if we were going to start to shift and cement things, now is the time to do it. And I can sense that. But yeah, just some of the plots just feel a little aimless to me. Like this whole episode in particular, you know, it's a lot of Jake and Devin miscommunicating and just not being very good at their relationship. And it's fine, but it also feels like we're treading a bit of water. And then I also kind of feel that with the Glenn and Tiffany slash Jennifer Tilly stuff where, you know, we're having these conversations, but we're not really doing much with them. Oh, okay. So let me, I guess, let me give my side of things then. So okay. yes. We, How are you feeling about this? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to where we're going next because mm-hmm. I, I, the thing is this, so that the kid's story seems to be more of an overarching, like grandmaster plan type concept, right? Okay. We don't know what the Colonel's plan is, although no. he's torturing Andy as, mm-hmm. as Andy was torturing a Chucky head. I don't know what's going on with these doll corpses <laughs> that are hung up all over here, but it's very like Gretel and Hansel-y. <laughs> yeah, and it looks great. I mean, I'm just imagining how much fun the production designer had on set that day being like, my day is filled hanging doll parts from trees. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, no, I mean, it, I guess I'm not, I'm not so concerned as to where is this going so much mm-hmm. as I will say that, yes, the Jake and Devin stuff, I think it's fine. I don't know if I fully buy this no. rift between them because of uh, 
I am enjoying the interactions between Jake, Nadine, and Chucky, and that this right. gives time for now Devin to have more screen time with Lexi and yes. they can bond. So we're kind of like turning these two sets of kids against each other. But at the same time, we're also oh oh. What I also loved is that we also like kind of put the kibosh on Lexi's pill popping thing because yes, we get this amazingly sweet moment before her, between her and Nadine. So again, I really enjoyed all the character work, even if I don't fully you don't fully buy into the conflict between Jake and Devin. Yes, I feel like, but but at the same time, I'm like, well, they're kids, you know, maybe maybe I don't know. Like they they have really hard lives right now. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And Lexi is good at verbalizing, you know, things are not great with the two of you, but you love each other like you just kind of need to get over it. And that's all good. Full agreement with you that the Lexi Nadine scene in the bathroom was on par with some of the best Jake and Devin stuff in season one, like Mm -hmm. true, authentic emotion, great rapport between these two actors, just like all around a plus scene right there. My struggle, I think, with the Devin Jake stuff is that it feels like a season two of a romantic pairing on a sitcom where we finally gotten the characters together and now we don't know what to do with them anymore. So we need to interject artificial conflict. And that's what it feels like. Like, I fully understand where both characters are coming from, but it isn't playing out it, it isn't convincing to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like Devin should know better because he should be able to trust what he's seeing and experiencing. And or we just need to spend maybe a bit more time with these two because every one of their interactions has been super brief and then one of them stocks off. Yes. And so I I agree with you. So yes, the whole, like, oh, we're going to get them together and then break them apart in season two because we have to have conflict. I, I normally mm-hmm. do, do, do hate that. And it feels okay. very cheap and lazy. I think just because it's not a it's not a silly thing. It's it's specifically about a Chucky doll to me. Right. And that to me makes it an easier pill to swallow. Okay. Okay. The Tiffany stuff. Uh, b- by the way, welcome back Jennifer Tilly as the doll. <laughs> right? That's unexpected. <laughs> Being held in a giant birdcage. Making her, uh, she was winning her money for online poker and she was writing, uh, responding to all of her own fan mail and she mm-hmm. is getting paid in chocolate. <laughs> Okay, enough exposition. <laughs> yeah, and so... Still so meta, very delightful. But I actually really, I really liked this because it, compared to the Jake and Devin stuff, so again, like, because that's more of a big grand scheme thing, whereas this mm-hmm. seems a bit more intimate. So maybe it's not, oh, like, where is this tying into the main season? I mean, clearly we will get back to Glinda and Kyle, like, those will come in because that's where we're going next week. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But this seems more like a personal journey for Glenn and Glenda as they are rediscovering their identity. And I really like the moment when they pull out the Glenn Glenda doll. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, this is awesome. And my prediction of my hope that Meg Tilly would remain a character kind of stayed true this week until they <laughs> murdered her a la Psycho. Because did you see the Chucky Goes Psycho poster? Yeah, I sure did. And I'm I'm still frustrated that we're not going to actually get to see some of these scenes or even a trailer or something from one of these films. I'm still holding out hope a la Scream and Stab. But I definitely thought of you when Meg Tilly bought it. And well, I feel like we could all see the writing on the wall the minute that they sort of forced their way into the room. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, no, we're probably not going to kill Glenn. But Meg Tilly seems fair game. It was 
a little disappointing that it felt like we didn't give her a bit more to do. I, I kind of agree. However, I mean, look, so, you know, the Chucky Ghost Psycho poster is homaging Psycho with that awesome tagline, Terror Reaches New Heights. <laughs> then we kill Meg Tilly in a scene edited reminiscent of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Right. And adding an extra layer of the meta is that Meg Tilly is in Psycho 2. So mm -hmm. I really just thought this was really, really, really fun. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I think I felt that too much of the Jennifer Tilly stuff has been wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, even I know that you've been really enjoying the recurring bit that she just sits around and watches Liar Liar. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but part of me is like, okay, now it's two episodes in a row. Like, it was funny once, and now I feel like we're just kind of eating up some screen time. I know I sound super, super negative. It's not that I'm not enjoying any of this. It's just I feel like the show could be doing a little bit more with its screen time because these aren't even short episodes. Like they're they're 47 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And yet I often feel that they're kind of lagging. Like I, I think we could be uh, maybe I'm just too narrative focused. <laughs> Well, and, and we, we've also, by the way, though, um, it's not even two episodes in a row. It's the third episode, not in a row, because she also did it in episode two. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, but no, but I actually, because again, so I get what you're saying. Once she gives Glenda the doll and I don't know, there's just a moment between Tilly and Lachlan Watson that mm -hmm. I just I really like. It's because, really good. Well, because we've been seeing Tilly as Tiffany be, go mm -hmm. very broad with her performance this year. And I, I don't have a problem with that, but I do think that and I think it works in last week's episode. Yes. But I like seeing her tone it down a bit this week. Yes. And also, I liked the Tiffany. I'm sorry. God damn it. I, I know liked, it's hard. I liked Jennifer Tilly as the Tiffany doll because she has a different vocal inflection and it's showing that yes. she is. She really has made this character out of Tiffany, which again, mm -hmm. I'm a little conflicted because I don't think it's the same kind of femme fatale that we had in Bride of Chucky. And it's going into more this like over the top caricature that we had in Seed of Chucky. Yes. So I was actually really, I found it very refreshing that we get Jennifer Tilly playing Jennifer Tilly as like a, not caricature i'm in full agreement and i think it bodes well for the future because initially i thought oh we're setting fire to this mansion and we're burning the jennifer tilly doll alive like it did not sit well for me so i was really happy to see that she is in the back seat with okay. the glenn glenn doll at the end yes oh my god so i i almost freaked out i was like joe did you not watch it <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw it. It's just it. It's not clear initially, and yeah. I thought if they did this just to burn Jennifer Tilly in a doll's body, I will be very mad at this show. I'm also happy that yeah, because I mean, we haven't had Jennifer Tilly voicing a doll. Well, I guess we mm -hmm. had it in like the the coda in the season one finale when she you know yes. gets after Andy, but mm -hmm. we haven't had that since Seed of Chucky. Now. Okay, so these are our two big things, right? And so we have mm -hmm. Devin and Lixie are going to be trying to, you know, get through to Jake and, like, get destroy this Chucky doll or whatever. We have Jennifer Tilly and we have Glenn Glenda going over to Kyle. But mm -hmm. we also have the reveal of Sister Ruth, who thinks that Hulk Chucky is the reincarnated Jesus. Oh, my God. I... I need more time with this character because this just makes her seem so stupid. But see, I think that's the commentary. Yeah, but we're we're definitely having to do some mental gymnastics about inferring her intentions. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a little bit frustrating to me because 
a lot of the scenes with the adults at the school felt too quick. So mm-hmm. this idea that Father Bryce is just jumping to conclusions that Devin can't be saved and he automatically needs to be shipped off to a juvenile detention center. I was like, because you see a doll that's been stabbed into the wall, like you barely had a conversation with him. And well, I feel like Sister Catherine is good for playing that role and being like, I'm going to devil's advocate this. You're acting not suitable for a person who's in charge of children like we need to do better by these kids but between bryce and ruth these adults are acting bananas i i i don't necessarily for me the thing with the doll because he crucifies the doll so this to Mm -hmm. me is a is a blasphemous act and that is compounding what what he is doing now granted yeah are we maybe escalating this a little bit more because like devin hasn't really done much (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. to, to merit this reaction yeah but I think, though, because we, we have Father Bryce has seen Jake and Devin kiss, I think this is compounding onto that. So I think mm. he's really trying, because I mean, that's why he makes him read Leviticus with all the, right. you know, the don't sleep with a man verses. So I think that the doll is more so just like the straw that broke the camel's back, but he's more right. upset and like wanting to fix, quote unquote, his gayness interesting if that's where we're headed if we actually get some confirmation of that then i think that a lot of this will play better for me in hindsight it's just right now it kind of feels like some shaky writing i can see that i mean it's also a thing for me where it's again the show is so goofy that the shaky like those kind of leaps don't bother me in a way that let's say uh the ones in halloween ends does you know hmm Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, but I will say though that Ruth, yeah, g- like worshiping this doll Chucky. I mean, this to me is just like, hey, like you know, religious people who are devoutly religious sometimes make really silly leaps in logic in this in the name of religion and faith, and that that's how this plays for me, for sure. And and to be clear, like I'll ad- acknowledge the fact that we've had uh some weird behavior from her before because as we saw in the previously on she did say you know oh chucky's face looks like the face of the lord so (laughs) it's not that this is coming out of nowhere it's just even that was like oh she's a kook and then here it's oh she's a full-on religious nut job yeah oh the other thing that i did that we predicted and that was correct is that this old lady psychiatrist is Mm -hmm. in on it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited to see how this came about. I'm, If nothing else, I want to see some weird campy flashbacks of how some of these people got roped into this or even, you know, show us what happened after Andy and the 72 Chuckies plunge over that Hamilton cliff with the giant cross. Mm-hmm. How do we get to this point? Like, if nothing else, the show is really good at tying everything together in ludicrous ways. So I almost want more bananas energy if this is really where we're going to be going well that's what we had last week joe but that was a weird standalone (laughs) (laughs) i want ludicrous action that also advances the season-long arc (laughs) i mean stylistically it is a standalone episode like like that that that, that episode is shot and filmed and edited unlike any other episode that we've seen thus far but Mm -hmm. it does push forward the narrative Uh, a, a little bit we'll see if meg tilly's death sort of ends up contributing to anything i mean again we we have all the stuff with the glenn and glinda like freeing nika and getting to kyle and like like, mm-hmm. so, like even though we don't know i guess you could argue it's not pushing the plot forward because we haven't seen what happens after that yet but to right. me like that that is what that is oh sure yeah yeah it 
it's definitely contributing. I'm just eager to see where it's going to go and if it's going to feel earned. <laughs> Everyone, we will do a, what did we think of the season as a whole after the finale airs? Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we did that in episode eight of the first season as well, right? Like yeah. what worked and what sort of didn't now that we had seen the whole picture. For sure. Absolutely. And again, when it comes to moving episodically, that is just the crutch that we have to go on. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I remember vividly having some struggles with the first season in a couple of different places. And then overall, the season came together. Well, yeah. well, nevertheless, though, to to play your side, I do think that the first season was a bit more streamlined in its narrative, whereas this mm -hmm. does seem to be like, oh, we have a lot of elements and I hope they come together in the end. Yeah, especially, I mean, thinking ahead, now that we've got this Colonel reveal and he was one of the Chuckies that was on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see where we go from here and how he's either the mastermind or how he is connected to the doctor and so on yeah I, I don't know what really is going to go on. I, I keep thinking the doctor is going to be a character we already know or as i said in the first episode a possessed chucky still both are possible <laughs> yes now with the tiffany stuff my hope is this they're going to glinda and kyle um mm -hmm. and nika clearly i kind of hope what happens is that they all team up and then we right. have to kind of wage this war against the army of chuckies at the school right i could see it because it definitely feels like we're playing on a bigger scope this season so i mean i say that remembering that our season one finale did take place in a theater full of people where we burned a bunch of them and stabbed a bunch of others in the butts <laughs> so we could be building to a big school massacre kind of battle sequence yeah mm -hmm. uh granted i, I the, the the issue i have there is i don't know if tiffany's going to like side with all of these people unless it's mm -hmm. just in the name of hey fuck chucky yep which she has done in the past i wouldn't be surprised if it's a fuck chucky and also i'm looking out for myself and if they team up with the kids in the finale you know how much i love villains and heroes having to team up to create a common uh, battle a common enemy <laughs> oh it's one of your favorites <laughs> anyway okay well um everyone that is uh that is doll on doll so please let us know what you thought um are you siding more with joe on this are you kind of like a little unsure about the direction the season's going and like you know are we wasting screen time or are you just like eh, fuck it it's fun like me <laughs> <laughs> you could also be somewhere in the middle <laughs> no i don't think so um <laughs> but until next week everyone we can cross out doll on doll indeed and cross out chucky queers